You're listening to Irish Sports Talk. Hello, Notre Dame fans. Welcome to Irish Sports Talk, episode 622. I'm Ruben, and I'm joined by Randall. Randall, how's it going? It's going. Um, it's been a little while. Yeah, so. it's been over a month. <laughs> Lots of different faces on the Notre Dame football team, and I think we'll yeah we'll go through that list of of coaches, and it really it's a different team. Like you yeah. would, you would think that Notre Dame made a ton of progress over the last number of years. And the story after the Marcus Freeman hire was that, hey, it was just basically it's just a different face at the top. You know, the core is still there and it's not anymore. This is well, a very different this is a different coaching staff. Yeah. I mean initially it seemed like it because, you know, there weren't a lot of changes and going into the bowl game it didn't seem like there were that many changes. You know, nobody well, you hardly anyone went with Brian Kelly to L S U and it was like, Oh, this is what Notre Dame needed. Well then especially after the bowl game, things just started to change. And all of a sudden you're looking at Tommy Reese being the only coach on the offensive side of the ball that's still there. And there's only what, like two or three guys on the defensive side. And one of those would be Marcus Freeman, who had been the defensive coordinator is now the head coach, you know, so you got to find a defensive coordinator. And so there's been a lot of, a lot of dust the last while. And like, it's all starting to sell. It seems like the whole staff is in place now. Um, they did have a press conference, and all the coaches were available to the media. And, you know, one thing you keep hearing is that they have the media has more access to the coaches and assistant coaches than they ever had with Brian Kelly. They were all available. And so. I think Nordame is very, uh, should be grateful or is fortunate, is fortunate to have an experience. They don't have an experienced head coach, they have a brand new, mostly brand new coaching staff. But they do have an experienced uh, athletic director in Jack Swarbrick, and yeah. I think that's going to help a lot. There's going to be there's going to be ups and downs. There was a down in the in the bowl game, <laughs> a, a big disappointment. The in second the bowl half, game. and I mean I think Marcus Freeman as a first time head coach, like there's going to be times when you know there's going to be some struggles for sure. But I think having uh, Jack's experience of of watching Brian Kelly struggle and then eventually succeed and continue to make progress is going to help, and I think he'll be able to help hopefully level out those dips, those lows, and maybe elevate those highs with Marcus Freeman. Well, one of the things we've already discussed, um, not on the podcast, but otherwise is, you know, there there's a lot of talk how much, you know, the changes under Brian Kelly, how much of that was actually Jack Swarbrick mm-hmm. versus Kelly. And so you can kind of, you know, so th- we still don't know for sure, but like what you were just saying about Swarbrick being involved, you know, depending which side you're on with that would, you know, is also going to um, help make up your p- opinion on how much he's going to be involved here. But like you said, Mark Freeman is a new head coach, but he's surrounded himself with guys that have experience. I mean, obviously Tommy Reese has been around Notre Dame, knows Notre Dame, so to have him as an offensive coordinator was huge. To be able to keep him at Notre Dame is huge, and a lot of people think he'll be gone the next few years to the NFL or you know another job, which, you know what, that's normal. You have a good team. That's what happens with a good team. The coaches leave. And, you know, just like with the defensive court, new defensive coordinator, Al Golden, I mean, his team, he was with the Bengals as a linebacker's coach. They were in the Super Bowl. But, you know, now he has a different job. Like, now he's defensive coordinator at Notre Dame. Um, when you have success, that also means you're going to 
lose coaches to other jobs, and it's because they're doing such a good job. Yeah. But it also makes it that much easier to replace them with someone qualified and willing to, I mean, that can help advance the program even further. So So, with all these hires, uh, Marcus Freeman's, I think, promise was that they were going to, I mean, the thing that stood out to me the most in the in the hiring process and Marcus Freeman's promise was that Notre Dame's recruiting is going to get better. They're going to get better players. <laughs> well, you look at this coaching staff, and yeah, you, you can say that. So you feel pretty confident and excited about the, the guys that they got yeah. to come in are going to Im- increase or, or make improve the recruiting uh, overall, the recruiting impact for Notre Dame. Yeah. I mean, it's not like a lot of these guys, I don't know a lot about them, but guys, you know, like, Al Washington coming from Ohio State, um, some of the good friends, Marcus Freeman, like that that's made a splash with the recruits, like recruits. He was recruiting a lot of players to Ohio State, and we all know that Ohio State gets top recruits. So they were, you know, he was in contact with a lot of these big names. Um, and then, you know, even back to Al Golden, um, here's a guy that has head coaching experience. Yes, he – it wasn't the best. Like at Miami, it didn't turn out the best. But, you know, he did take some other jobs. He was in the NFL the last few years, since 2016, I believe, with the Lions and then with the Bengals the last two years. Um, there he's had success again. And I think that was a great – it'll be interesting to see how this defense works. There's a lot of talk about that because they're, they're saying this is Marcus Freeman's defense. And I think it will be. I think if you were going to hire a former head coach, that was the position to do it just because it's easier for Marcus Freeman to stay in control of that because that's that was his job. He knows about it, and so it's that much easier for him to stay in charge of that position. And, and Al Golden will be there to help him with you know, head coaching stuff because he has that experience. And, I mean, you look at somebody like Alabama, most of their coordinators are head, former head coaches. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to see how that all works out. But, yeah, just across where you keep hearing about how these guys, what a good job they do with recruiting, and recruits are excited about it and talking about it. Um, and, you know, it's already paying off. You look at some of the future classes, like the 23 class is still is right now is the top class in college football. So they're doing a good job already. All right. Did we actually go through the entire – I don't even think we no, went through the list. We can just kind of go through the list. Do you want to do that? Or you want me to read it off? Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, if you haven't heard, Marcus Freeman is the head football coach, and <laughs> obviously have Al Al Golden as defensive coordinator and linebackers coach, um, which is what he coached with the Bengals, and uh, their two linebackers, two of their linebackers were the top tacklers in the playoffs. So, um, then Tommy Reese, offensive coordinator and quarterbacks, Brian Mason, special teams coordinator. Harry Heestand is back as the offensive line coach. Belan McCullough is the running back coach. Mike Mickens is still here with as a cornerbacks coach. Chris O'Leary is defensive backs and safeties. Um, Gerard Parker, Garrett Parker is tight ends coach. Chancey Stuckey is wide receiver coach. Al Washington is defensive line coach and defensive run game coordinator. And then you have quite a few, you know, analysts and grad assistants and things like that. I mean, there's quite a list, but, um, yeah, there you have it. Notre Dame has assembled their staff, and now they can move on from all that and 
spend more time in recruiting and honestly getting ready for spring practice. That's not that far away. So. Okay. Uh, what else do we want to cover on today's podcast? Um, there's, there's not a whole lot. Like I said, I mean, there's been a lot of talk with all these coaches and I guess we just kind of have to wait and see how this coaching staff is going to work out. Definitely way more changes than I expected, but I think it's exciting. Have you heard anything about any uh, incoming transfers that, that their name's looking to fill any positions? No, I mean, obviously they got a safety, but like as of now, it doesn't seem like they're getting more transfers. So, I mean, there was some talk about why they aren't getting more, but um, as of right now, I haven't heard anything. So, All right. Okay. Well, next week, uh, I'm going to be on vacation, so we won't be recording next week. And unless there be some major, major news, we probably would be able to make it work. Um, but then we plan to be back a uh, week after that, so... March Madness is coming up. Um, some basketball. T- I mean, the team, I've been surprised by the team. I haven't really watched them much, but they have been doing good. They were tied for first in the ACC, and then they did lose the game. So, um, But they have been playing well, which is uh, I didn't really expect it from them this year. So hopefully they make it to March Madness, and we have a normal March Madness this year. But. As far as I know, it should be. So, yeah. <clears throat> All right. Well, thanks, guys, for listening. Until next time, go Irish. Go Irish. <laughs> <laughs>